This is the smell of a warm three-day-old egg salad sandwich in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag with new Fabuloso lemon scent. Hefty, hefty, hefty! <sighs> smell the difference? When life gives you stinky, get Hefty Ultra Strong with new Fabuloso Lemon Scent. It smells like clean, freshly picked lemons. So no matter what's inside your trash, you can stop the stink and smell the lemon. We know you are anxiously awaiting Season 4 to begin, but we first wanted to share a story from one of our listeners. Kimberly approached Melissa and I earlier this year wanting to talk about her sexual assault by a member of the military. As we have learned through countless victims, this is an all-too-common occurrence. The Department of Defense conducted a survey resulting in an estimate of 26,000 service members experienced some form of unwanted sexual contact. This is everything from groping to rape in the year of 2012. Many of the men and women reported these incidents to proper authorities with an unknown outcome. This is Kimberly's story. Okay, so I first met Owl, not that I'm protecting him, but um, for certain reasons, I will call him Ike. Uh, I first met Ike in 2010 back in uh, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. That's where I'm originally from. My best friend and her um, now husband, and at the time he was her boyfriend, um, he was um, in school in Florida. After he graduated from from college, he went to uh, school for uh, Navy EOD training, which EOD, that stands for Explosive of ordinance disposal, uh, which a lot of people aren't really familiar with that term. And what it is is that he, that you were trained to detonate bombs for a living and IEDs. And if you've seen the movie, The Hurt Locker, that's about the best example I could come up with. That's exactly what Ike does for a living, uh, but he does it for the United States Navy and not for the army, like the movie portrayed. I ended up meeting him whenever a group of my best friend's boyfriends, they would come and stay with us in Baton Rouge to tailgate for LSU football games. And every other week they'd come um, whenever they were winding down from their school training. And they would, and over time I ended up becoming friends with many of the guys that would come visit since they would come so often. And Ike was one of those uh, few people. And we just got into a conversation because he was basically passed out behind a trailer for most of the, the day. So he was one of the very last people I met the first um, evening that they all had come out to tailgate. And we struck up a conversation for some reason. It's just like we just ended up like kind of forming this bond. Like he was really funny, very entertaining and charming. And uh, we just from there just became like really good friends and the group of guys came back two weeks later. Then after that, he actually planned a trip and came out to visit one of our other roommates and uh, myself and my best friend that I was living with. He just planned a, sep- a separate trip and spent the weekend with us. And then he got stationed. Well, he was, yes, he was stationed out in San Diego. And over time, we just, um, he convinced me to move out there. And 
um, with a friend of mine as well that he actually ended up dating, like one of my friends from back home. Um, they ended up getting together, dated, and he and another friend of his convinced us to move to San Diego since we made so many trips back out there um, from the time we first went to go visit and their relationship was getting off the ground. So he just said, well, why don't you just move out here? And she and I looked at each other and said, okay. So we packed up our things moved to San Diego and fast forward a few years later. And it's, of course, we stayed really close friends. He became part of my family. And then I moved back to Louisiana. He convinced me to come back to San Diego about, about a year and two months after I was settled back home for a little bit to recharge and regroup. I wasn't quite ready to move back, but I could tell that he needed me to move back. Well, that's how I felt. And that's the impression he gave off. And once I heard from his mom and she was worried about him and concerned and asked me if I could spend some time with him, that's when I was knew that I had to best, I guess you could say I just felt I had a duty to come in and help him and and just be there for him and be a friend and I packed up everything and moved and I just didn't see what was coming. I did not see what was coming down the road. And had I seen the horror and the abandonment and just the amount of pain and suffering and then the hell that would come along with it had I known it was going to happen to me, I would have steered clear. And I, it just it became a nightmare and I'm in a way still living it. And I'm just trying to do my best to keep this from happening to anyone else. We were platonic, we were complete friends. He did know, and he did explain this to me that he knew that over like the, over the course of the years that that I did have feelings for him at some point, but I just never was vocal about it, never said anything. And I just tried to just block it out. And I was like, you know, he's he's my friend. It's, it is what it is. If it were meant to be, it, it would eventually work itself out. But of course, one evening he just sat me down and he just, he forced me, he, he made me tell him and just open up and just say it. And then that's whenever he told me one night, he said that we'll figure things out. And he said that he knew that he told me that he knew, even when he moved me in with him, he said that he knew that I had feelings for him. It was just something that I've just never discussed until he had gotten it out of me. So I held on to it for a really long time, like for years. I just always kind of like, I just, I was always one of those people. I'm like, I just felt like others always had like a better chance than someone else. I just never really pursued much or anything. I never even tried. So I was just, I just kept it as it was. And then that's when everything changed. That's when his whole demeanor and things changed. And I would say that's whenever the abuse started to begin. I was out one night. I was um, just driving for Lyft, like in my spare time. It was a Saturday night. And um, a few weeks before that I had um, gotten in touch with him because we had been out of touch for a while. And I had noticed that it looked like he wasn't engaged anymore. And I, I basically stayed away for the most part um, from him for a while because I knew that his, his fiance at the time, she really didn't care for me much. 
which a lot of people told me that was the ironic part was because I was the most offensive of her when others didn't like her or didn't care for her. I always spoke up on her behalf and I was just like, you know, I told them, I said, put yourself in her shoes. You know, it's, it's like, give her a chance, give her a shot. And then only for me to find out later that she didn't care for me. So that's why I basically stayed away. Um, and so um, I realized I just hadn't talked to him in a while and just kind of like touched base. And I just tried to kind of figure out what was going on because I knew they were pretty serious and planning a wedding and everything. And then it seemed like all of a sudden I noticed that they weren't together anymore. So um, he randomly called me one night as I, like I said, I was driving for Lyft and um, I ended up parking my car and we were on the phone for about two and a half hours, just catching up and, and all. And that's whatever he was asking me. He's like, so when are you coming back to San Diego? And I explained to him, I said, it'll probably be a while because I said, I, you know, need to save up money and just kind of figure out life and I'll have to look for a job out there. And then that's whenever he just kept convincing me. He was just like, just pack up and move out here. He's like, just come on. And he's like, just you can come here. You could stay with me. And then I kind of thought it was a little odd at first that he just called for that reason. Um, and then of course he did have an agenda behind that as well. Um, it turned out that he was on the boards for, um, he had to go to the board to, in order to um, make, I believe it was Master Chief, to get promoted for his job. And there was an incident that I was aware of with one of the guys who was passing, who was supposed to pass him on the boards, or that he was, I guess, doing the test in front of. And um, because at that time he had failed it, and he put a lot of blame on this guy as the reason why he failed him. I guess the, the discussion he had with him, the things he told him, he didn't like it. So basically he contacted me as well because he wanted to fly me out to San Diego that weekend and march me over to his command to get this guy in trouble, essentially to get him kicked out of the Navy. So he was um, hell bent on that. And I told him, I was like, I couldn't leave work for the weekend because I, I worked on weekends. And so I just couldn't do that. I didn't have the time to. And then from there, it just kind of spun into just move out here, come stay with me. I'll take care of you. Don't worry about anything. You could stay here until you get on your feet and everything will be fine. And I told him, I said, well, I'll just need um, probably about six more months, then I'll be ready. And then about two days later, I ended up getting a message from his mom on Facebook. And she told me she was worried about him and she wanted to know if I can spend some time with him. And at the time she didn't realize I had moved back to Louisiana because when I moved back, I didn't really make a huge thing out of it. I just kind of like, I told some friends and um, let them know I was moving back. And then eventually I'd come back to San Diego. And so he never told her. So I told her that it was funny because he just happened to contact me and wanted me to move in with him. And so after that, I just pretty much made my mind up. I was like, okay, he needs me. He needs my help. Um, he's like one of my best of friends. I'll do whatever he needs me to do. And so, and I loved him. I loved him to pieces. And so it's, you know, pretty much she was like, if you say jump, I say how high. And it's, I was, I'm like that with just about all of my friends though. I'm very loyal, very loyal to a fault actually. And so um, next thing I know, I went to work and I put in my resignation and five weeks later I was in San Diego and I was living with him. And things were fine at first. It was, it was great. I was excited to be back. And then I had him back around and I mean, I would just sit there. It was just, he and I would just sit there together. We'd 
have drinks and just celebrate. And he just opened up to me about more things that were going on in his life and about his relationship and how that ended. And I had a lot of friends who wanted to see me at first, but I just kind of like stuck myself like in that little bubble until I started my new job and kind of got everything situated and just spent a lot of time with him. He had a one bedroom apartment and I was staying in his living room. I was staying on his couch and my dog was with me. I had Lucy with me. So she, she of course stayed in the living room with me. He had his own bedroom um, off to the, to the side, obviously it's in, in another room. And um, I wasn't paying any rent. Um, I offered to pay him. He told me, no, he's like, just save your money. Don't worry about anything. He's like, you're fine. He's like, I've, you know, if, if I'm worried about anything or finances, he's like, I'll let you know, I'll ask you, but he's like, don't worry. He's like, you just get yourself on your feet. So those were, those are the terms. You can't help but feel that way because it's like, here's somebody who's moved you in, you've known for so long, you've known them for almost 10 years. You're very close. And then they're taking care of you and they're, you know, they're, they're protective of you. I mean, so you thought, and it's, it's, you can't help but to feel that way, you know? And it's like, it's just, and, and he made it easy to, to let that happen. And it's like, of course it didn't help any, the fact that it's like, we would sit on weekends, like sit together on weekends and like watch TV. He plays his video games and watch him play his video games. And we listen to music, talk, laugh, clown around. And then we would just, you know, cuddle on the couch and stuff and everything. He'd smoke his jewel and, and we would just chill and just, I mean, just, it was, it felt like pure bliss. It was, it was great. You know, it's like, I felt at home. I was happy. I was back in a city I loved. And I, I couldn't help, but, you know, just the feelings to start to get a little bit stronger than what they were. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. But at the time, I, I still just was not, I did not plan nor did I want to tell him I really felt and but um i had a kind of i kind of had a gut feeling that he did know and sure enough he he did know from what he told me so i moved in with him in september it was i want to say it was about it was like the weekend of september 21st of 2018 and um this was october so it was about like the i would say about probably about the middle of october the beginning to middle of October is whenever he sat me down and the feelings came out. It started off because I was at work all day. And so he would text me, um, especially on the weekends, he would text me and just ask me like when I'm coming home because he just wanted to spend time with me and hang out. And so I would let him know. And as soon as I got home from work, I would unwind, eat dinner. And then I'd grab a drink with him. And he'd already, of course, gotten the day started early because he had gotten off work way earlier than I did. So we were just like kind of just hanging out and just like goofing off and um just being like, you know, really kind of flirtatious and stuff and everything and uh, throwing pillows at each other and just just clowning around and doing what we would normally do. 
I remember because I remember it was be it was dark outside, and it was um, I gone into the kitchen, I came back and I sat down, and he just kind of kept staring at me. Somehow, another we got into a conversation. It was a deep conversation, and he started asking me about this um, guy I had dated for a little bit. Um, like off and on for about six months because I was surprised that he remembered so many details about it because I really didn't talk about um, that situation um, that often with him. So I was like really surprised when he remembered the guy's name and um, like the SEAL team he was on and all these other things. And I was like really surprised that he like remembered all these details. And then somehow or another the conversation like turned and I like caught myself or whatever. And I was, I was like starting to say something that indicated about like how I felt or whatever. And I said that how I, I mentioned that I, I want to say like along the lines of me, like not speaking up and saying how I feel about people or whatever. And I think that's whenever he got, kind of stopped me and just kind of like redirected that conversation. And he was just like, kind of like about how you feel. And he's like, and who do you mean about like how your feelings about a certain individual or, or or someone and he's like come on Kim he's like you could tell me talk to me so then he had me sit down next to him and I just kind of kept fiddling with my like fingernails my hands and um he put my hands down he pushed them down and he's like mm -mm. he's like look at me so he just grabbed my chin and just popped my chin up to look at him in the eye and I put my head back down he's like nope and he just did the same thing all over again he's like talk to me he's like he's like what are you referring to and talk to me so eventually it just kind of came out that way and I just uh gave and I told him and he just kind of sat back and he said and he told me he said I knew this he said I knew this for years and he said I even moved you back to San Diego and for you to live with me he's like knowing how you felt he's like it wasn't a secret he's like I've He's like, I know you. I've known you so well for so many years. He's like, I, I knew how you felt. And he just, from there, he just told me, he's like, we've been friends for so many years. He's like, I'm trying to think of this and, and figure this out. And then from there, he's just like, he's like, I love you. He's like, I love you so much. And he's just like, I, um, he said that, um, from there, he said, we'll, we'll figure it out. He told me that we would figure it out. And um, his whole thing was just that he kept saying that, you know, he's like, we've been friends for so long. Like, like, what does this mean? Like, well, what's going to happen? But that's what, then I told him, I said, that's why I didn't want to say anything to you. Because I was like, I just don't want things to be awkward. I said, I wouldn't be awkward. I said, I don't know how you would be. And then that's when he just told me again, he's like, we'll figure it out. And then from there, he just kissed me. And then we kissed each other twice and just, gave me a big hug and he told me he loved me and then um he went to bed in his room and I just went back on the couch and just kind of was like okay what's going to happen from here and then that's whenever the dynamic just really started to shift and and change and then it um gradually just went from being it went from being great to bad and then to worse Was it was one night we were um, hanging out together, and it was I remember it was a Thursday night um, because I had a potluck at work the next day, and I was starting to cook for it and everything. And um, 
we sat down together and we just started like hanging out and just doing what we normally did. And we had, we started drinking, we had drinks and everything. And of course that's going to, um, of course, play a role in, in a lot of what happened and a, a big factor, but it was also part of what I started to notice that he would kind of use that as his ex excuse for a lot of his behavior. Um, we just started like hanging out one night when we were talking and then I had called to his attention. I mean, he seemed, he seemed pretty like normal for him. I mean, just, you know, happy, kind of like on cloud nine and just, you know, all over the place, like, Hey, you know, let's, let's chill, let's kick it and just goofing off and everything. And then, um, I had mentioned to him how, um, how a few nights before that he had told me, he said that how, cause I, I forgot how it started. It's like we were having a conversation and it's like we were talking about, it's like, I guess we were, I don't know. I think we started talking about, uh, I started talking about like guys or whatever and stuff and dating. And, and it's like, I remember that rubbing him the wrong way. He didn't really want to talk about that. He didn't want to talk about like any other guys and everything. And he's like, are we going to sit here and talk about other guys? And I was like, okay, whatever. I'll change the subject. Then, oh, that's how it started. Yep. And then I had, from there, I had mentioned, I had said something. I said, I said, well, I guess it does make sense since um, what you had me tell you the other day. And he's like, what do you mean what you had me tell you the other day? Tell me the other day. And um, I had mentioned to him how um, he had me, you know, I was like, well, how you sat me down and you told me to, you know, you made me tell you how you felt and how I felt about you and everything. He's like, oh, yeah. He's like, that's right. Well, okay, that's the other part I did forget. Um, and between that time we had that conversation, he sat like about a few days after that happened. Um, he was in his bed laying down. He had called me to his room and he pulled me into his bed and he was just like holding me and cuddling me. And he told me, he said that, um, he told me that there was no other woman in his life who ever loved him and cared for him as much as I did. And he said that I was the kindest and the sweetest woman that he's ever known, he's ever had in his entire life um, around him. And that I was like irreplaceable, that there, that there was just no one like me. And that he said that, he said, sometimes you sit there and you complain and you say, I'm sorry for being a bitch. And he's like, Kimmy's like, you're never a bitch. You could never be a bitch. You, you never have been. And, um, so I had brought in that conversation back up as well that he had with me. And then all of a sudden he just like changed, like something just like, it was insane. It was like this Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde thing came over him and he popped up and he stood right in front of me and he had leaned over and just like looked me right in the eyes and he said to me, he said, that's a lie. He said, that's a fucking lie. I never said that to you. None of that's true. You're making this up. He said, I've never loved anyone. He said, I've never loved anyone but my fiance. And he's like, and we broke up. And then he just starts getting like, almost like, den den like, almost like dynamic. I mean, um, just, oh my gosh, it was, it was crazy. And he just stood over me and just started yelling and screaming at me and basically telling me to take it all back and that I was lying and making it all up. And I was just like, 
what the fuck is going on? Like, like what is going on right now? And um, he just stood up, it stood over me. And the next thing I know, it's like he has his hand up and he's looking at me and I freak out and I just put my hands over my head to like protect myself. And, um, and it's like, I literally thought he was about to hit me. Like his arm was like up to like strike me. And I remember screaming and of course I was sobbing at the same time because I was just, I was freaked out. I didn't know what was going on. And so then he walked away from me and he was just like, I want you to get out of my house as soon as you can and just leave. And I freaked out and I texted one of my girlfriends and I told her, I said, I think he was about to hit me. Things are really bad. I need to get out of here. And so um, I knew her apartment. She couldn't have dogs there or anything. So I... I knew that he wouldn't touch my dog because he was always really great with animals. People, not so much. Didn't really have any friends and just, um, I knew he wouldn't harm my dog. So I just put my dog in a crate and I just broke out and I ran out of his apartment. And I stayed at my friend's uh, apartment that night and she saw me and she said she had never seen me so hysterical. And she was trying to to go into like step in action because she knew something was seriously wrong and I explained to her what happened and um she wanted to help she's like what can I do to help and she wants to call the police because she's the job that she's got she's like a mandated reporter but the problem was I was in such freak out mode because number one I couldn't believe that someone that I was so close to would do something like that and the way he changed and I just kept trying to come up with a million and one excuses for him but at the same time was petrified um and i was scared and so i um i started just flash having flashbacks to like years ago whenever he dated my friend um it's like an incident that happened i was at the plate at his place for and i just took that as him just being an immature kid back then and like immature and 22 years old and drunk and stuff and everything so that's what I took that as um years ago is um whenever he smashed the window over her head um and um that's that's how I took that and just and he punched the window and came out running out of her bedroom like covered in blood and he ran home and it's like all of a sudden I just had flashes to that and I was like this I was like I guess this is just in him this is who he is and it's ingrained in him and I started to feel stupid and started to blame myself for things. And then at the same time, I just moved back to San Diego. Like I said, not many people knew I was back. I had nowhere to go. I had nowhere to go but to stay with him. And and it made it even more difficult with me having a dog. And, and my friend, I felt so bad for because it's like I put her, I felt like I put her in a bad position because I told her, I said, don't, don't worry about it. Don't, don't do anything. I said, maybe he just needs time to, to sober up. I don't, I, I didn't know what to do. And she was worried because it's like, it, it just didn't seem right to her. And she's one of those take action type of people. And so it's like, she said, I want to help you. But she's like, if you're not going to let me help you, then I, there's nothing I can do. And I, I saw where I, I put her in that position. The next morning, I I snuck back into his. Well, I went, well, didn't sneak back into his apartment because by by that time he was already gone for work. By that time, because he went to work about an hour and a half before I would go to work, and so I made it back to his apartment whenever he was gone. I got in, fed my dog, and jumped in the shower, got ready for work, and then 
I remember being at work and I was just trying to just uh, smooth out the whole situation. And when I was at my desk, I sent him a text message and I ended up apologizing to him for upsetting him. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff that is why i'm such a big fan of chumba casino chumba casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day a little actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus i told him i said i'm sorry that i upset you and i really didn't mean to do that um and he texted me back a couple minutes later and he was just like, it's fine, but you need to figure things out. And then at that point, I just realized I was like, I think he's blaming this whole situation on me. And I was like, okay, I was like, just whatever, I guess water under the bridge. And then, um, Later on that evening, I got back and it was pretty much like nothing ever really happened. And I could tell he felt guilty in a way about what happened because he told me how whenever I left, he said he took care of my dog for me. He took her out of her crate, played with her, gave her some water, food and how he cleaned up and folded some of my clothes and just kind of like, you know, stacked things up, made everything neat. And I did notice that when I gotten back. That's when I felt like that. And he cleaned up after me because um, I was in the middle of cooking and stuff whenever all that stuff happened. And everything was put away like nice and neatly. So that's when I felt like I was like, maybe he kind of felt bad about what happened. And then we talked about it a little bit the next day. And then it seemed like we just tried to go back to normal and be fine. And then that Sunday, we had like gone out for like Sunday funding with a group of friends. And I had posted a picture with he and I together on Facebook. He actually treated me out that whole day, that whole night, that whole evening and stuff. He paid for everything. And um, he treated me and stuff. He was giving me like a big hug and stuff in front of his friends. And it was, I remember like one of the, his, um, girlfriends, she was like, oh, she's like, that's so sweet. She's like, she's like, I wish I had somebody in my life like that. Like someone that was that close and that would just take care of me and everything. And, and it's like, he just like looked at her, nodded his head and looked at me and smiled and everything. And it's like, and now in hindsight that I've looked back at it, it's like, that's, yeah, it's pretty much what he was doing. And then I remember my friend um, that I stayed with um, and she had seen the picture and everything. And it's like, she was just, and, and I understood where she was coming from. She's like, she's like, Kim, what's going on? She's like, I don't get it. She's like, just a few days ago, you were hysterical on my couch and I've never seen you this way over what he did and how he reacted. And she's like, you need to understand. She's like, there's something that's seriously wrong. And, and she was like, don't be surprised if it happens again. And I just said, oh, well, you know, we talked it out. We we figured things out and everything. And it's, and he apologized, which she actually really didn't apologize. I just said that's what I was trying to overcompensate for him. Um, 
is that it seemed like I, I did that pretty often. Now that I look back, I overcompensated for him a lot. And, um, yeah, and she just said I, I tried to help and, and I did what I could. And after that, just pretty much I didn't really discuss anything further with her about it because I just felt like um, I knew I, I knew deep down that I was probably making a, a bad mistake. But at the same time, it's like, like I said, I had nowhere really to go. And he was pretty much taking care of me. And I just and. I just kept coming up with excuses because I just didn't want to believe that he could be capable of doing of doing what he did, of his behavior. About a week later, we were intimate. And I mean it was it was consensual and 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 things like one thing led to another and that's whenever things happened and it's like and it wasn't awkward and nothing was ever awkward or anything afterwards. And if anything, it was like what I found what was strange was after that happened, um, he started to treat me differently. Not differently in a bad way, but he was treating me more like a girlfriend. Because before, it's like, if I would um, get off from work or whatever, sometimes he would kind of like pick at me or, or whatever. Just kind of like, you know, what friends would do. Or if I would mention like, you know, um, going to go work out or doing something it's like he's always like Kimberly he's like you're not, you're not working out long enough that's not it's not what you're supposed to do um he would always compare me to his ex-fiance a lot and he's like this is what I would tell her to do and you need to go do this because that's what I told her to do and do that and um go do this workout you need to go join a gym you need to do this and it's like things were just kind of like never quite good enough and then I had mentioned to him about how after I'd gotten off from work that day I went and worked out for a little bit and I was like I just ran like about a mile and that was it. I said, I knew it wasn't much. And he's like, no, he's like, that's great. You did something. And he's like, that's awesome. And I was like, okay, that's odd because normally he, he would criticize anything that I would do. So then he asked me, he's like, here, he's like, here, come sit down. And so he told me to sit down with him and next to him. And he's like, tell me how your day went. And he's like, tell me how your, how your day was. And that was something he never did ever, ever. Like ever, ever I got home, I would ask him, I was like, how was your day? You know? what happened whatever and he never asked anything about what was going on with me and and that that day the very next day after we did get together we did hook up or whatever it's like he asked me about like my day and you know he's like that's great and I was like okay well I'll go in the kitchen cook dinner I made dinner and it's like I complained about it a little bit because it didn't come out the way I wanted it to and he was like no this is great he's like it's perfect and he was just very sweet and just very attentive and I was like okay this is not his normal behavior but okay I was like I'll roll with it so um why not and then I noticed he he would stop bringing up women he would see on tv that were pretty or things of that nature or like he never really talked about other girls often. He never really did. I talked more about guys than anything, but um, I stopped doing that. He wasn't talking about any of that. He just kind of wanted to know more about me and what was going on in my life. And then, um, and then from there, it's like it's just it's it's like everything seemed fine. And then um, another time I brought up again, um something else that he said and it's like and he would deny it and then another he would just get like into like getting enraged again and then it's 
I just started to realize, I was like, okay, let me just not bring up anything that happens because it's, it's like, it was starting to get into a scary pattern and it wasn't as bad as it was the first time, but he eventually calmed down and I just was like, okay. And then at that point I started to kind of reevaluate everything. I was like, okay, something's off and I think I need to start to look for my own place and just kind of like reevaluate the situation because I just felt like it wasn't going to get any better. Like I felt like it was it was going to make a turn for the worst. And I just had that gut feeling. I didn't tell anybody about it, but I just had a gut feeling that something was going to happen. And then sure enough, for whatever reason, it was a Friday night. I just, I had like a lot of like storage containers. I had like with my clothes and all my belongings in them, like stacked up in his living room. And for whatever reason, I just got the urge to just go to my trunk of my car and just start loading those containers and mainly in a way to make space but something just told me I wasn't going to be there long. And then um, about, it was, I would say about a week after that, that's whenever things start to kind of get a little, um, start to get crazier. And it was even to the point where I was actually um, still friends with his ex-girlfriend, uh, the one I introduced him to, um, years ago and of course you know fast forward a while back like they they ended up um they broke up and it's like a long time ago and that's whenever back then I was like trying to ignore the signs because it's like they were both a lot alike like she was really hot-headed and everything at the time and it's like he was too we just felt like everyone just kind of felt like they just didn't belong together because their relationship did kind of seem a bit volatile but it's like at the time everybody just kind of kept putting the blame on her not so much him, but we were all trying to like stay out of the whole, their whole dynamic because no one really wanted to get involved. And of course, when I fast forward years later, it's like I, I see exactly what she was going through, what she was dealing with. And um, so, of course, I ended up like contacting her because now at this point, she's married with three kids and everything. And she's living in Texas and, you know, she's got a great life and everything's going for. But I just kind of decided to like pick her brain a little bit and I just ran some things by her. And asked her like if if she experienced any of that, you know, from him and the things that he would do and and all. And I said I said he would start off talking with T like he's like very sweet and everything. And the next thing you know, he completely changes. And she's like, "Yep." And she said, she said his full name, and she was like, "Master of Manipulation." She goes, "That's," she said, "That's him." She goes, "Hundred percent." She's like, "I believe everything you're telling me." And then from there, things I would start to say to her, she would basically complete like complete the sentence with like saying and she's like and then he would suddenly change and then turn around and then you confront him the next day or whatever about something that happened she's like and he would completely deny it said that and he would gaslight you and just make it seem like everything was your was my fault and that I was making things up or and that he knows himself better to know that he wouldn't be capable of saying or doing any of those things and he would sit there and say that I need to talk to somebody or get some kind of professional help and she was like yep because she said that's the same thing he would do to her flat out blame him for things but I just still kept coming and trying to come up with excuses for him and I think it was too because of the fact that it's like he did become part of my family like pretty much and he became close to the relatives I had in San Diego and it's just it it, it was a lot. It was just so much factored into it. And I just, I just kept trying to find ways to blame myself for, you know, for his actions. And I'm like, maybe it's like my actions caused the reaction out of him. And 
I, I just kept coming, trying to come up with anything I could I could think of. And then that's what I was girl ex-girlfriend was telling me. She's like, don't do that because that's she's that's that's what she did. And and it took a while, but it it's I did not think, I did not think it would happen to me ever. Ever, ever, ever. It, it was just it, it it was it was insane because it's like it started off it almost seemed like in a way he was like grooming me like grooming me to just be prepared for his his tactics and everything that he was doing because it got to a point where he just started just putting down on me just putting me down and I mean it just became like verbal abuse and then it was just I mean, he would make me feel like at times make me feel like like the kindest person in the world, but then like the shittiest person in the world. Like I had nothing going for myself in that. It's like if anything was going to happen and if I was going to basically succeed or anything, it's gonna be because he had a hand in it. And um and it was just it oh my goodness, it was just so much. And there were at times where it's like he would make it seem like things were awkward or whatever, and I'm like, and then um and then it's like he would, but at the same time, it's like if I'm at work, he'd blow my phone up and ask me what time I was coming home because he said he wants to teach me how to do Brazilian jiu-jitsu rolls and like all these moves and things he wants to sit there and teach me and do. And and it's like, um, if I was going for a while with friends, he was texting, he's like, when are you coming home? Where are you going to be back? And he's like, I want to show you some things. And then it's like to make him happy and to appease him, I would just do whatever he wanted to do. So I would just participate he would sit there and teach me these things and then that's when I was started to kind of really notice I was like something was really up because I noticed um I was out with some girlfriends and everything one night and I had met this guy and I was talking to him as he was teaching me how to do moves and everything he was trying to teach me these like I guess tactics I don't know what, whatever you call them or whatever he was trying to teach me and so every time I would bring it up it's like bring up like start like have a conversation about like my night out or whatever this guy I met it's like he would just get so mad and pissed off and he would break away from me and he'd say you know what I wanted to sit here and teach you something and show you he goes but all you want to do is sit here and talk about other other guys and he's like so you know what he goes whatever and he would sit on his couch and he would just pout and just pout and he would fold his arms and just get mad and then it's like I would have to sit there and apologize to him and say I'm sorry and I'm not going to do it I'm not going to talk about anybody else or like any other guys and then then he would come back and he would start acting normal again and then at one point whenever he picked me up and like I guess did some kind of like toss or whatever and stuff he didn't throw me down like violently or heavily like he just kind of like picked me up and I guess put me down or whatever for some maneuver he was trying to show me and that's whenever he sat there and said to me which was odd he said that that was like sex to him like the rolling around and everything he said was like sex to him and it seemed like he was like getting off on it so that was just kind of like a little weird to me but I just kept doing whatever he wanted me to do and then I it just kind of like it seemed like he just wants to do that on a regular basis and it was like I said it was kind of weird but at the same time I'm like if that's what he wanted to do that's what he wanted to do so I was just would that lead to anywhere was that like foreplay for him or would it just be the the learning the you know martial art moves or whatever it was the night of the incident the night of the sexual assault was the that i would say that was the only time 
where it actually before that it's like it was hours later like probably about maybe two hours later was whenever we start to get intimate and then that's whenever um the assault started to happen was when i just wanted to stop and didn't want to have any part of it but um a few hours before that prior we actually were it was we were like rolling around or whatever and and cause that's what they call it they call it rolling and brazilian jiu-jitsu and so we were rolling and then um but that was right after we started rolling um because of course again this is, and i like i start i brought up again i started bringing up some other guy or whatever and then i was like okay i'm sorry i'm sorry and he was starting to get mad about that and then that's whenever he was like you know what he's like let me teach you how to box he was like let me teach you how to box instead and so he starts going through all these moves and he was telling about how he and his best friend would would box and everything and then i should have seen the warning signs right then and there like something should have like really told me that this wasn't going to be good because he just seemed like extra he seemed extra excited about this even more excited about it and so he stands me up and he's like you know walking me through these moves he's like okay this is north paul this is south paul this is how you do this that or whatever and then the next thing you know, it's like, he starts showing me like how to jab. So I'm not thinking much of it. I think he was just like, kind of like demonstrating, but not going to like hit me or anything. And the next thing I know, he's just sitting there and he's like getting all excited and like kind of laughing and everything and stuff. And he's trying to show me, he's like, all right. He's like, let me get ready. Let me get ready. And the next thing I know, it's like, he swings at me and he swings at me forcefully, like pretty hard. And then the next thing I know, it's like, he literally hit me in the face in the eye and he just starts laughing and I'm standing there I'm like in shock and it's like I just almost feel like my brain's just kind of like shaking in my head and and I was just like wait a minute I was like okay I was like oh my god I was like what what just happened kept saying I was like okay that 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 wasn't I was like he didn't mean that he didn't mean that and I was I just I, I <laughs> oh god Oh my God. Okay. Sorry. I'm just kind of thinking about it. I remember he, cause he hit my left eye first and I remember that. And I, I, I was just, I was floored. I was just floored. He's like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. He's like, I didn't mean it. And he just kept laughing and his laugh. It just seemed like borderline evil. Um, and it just kind of like freaked me out a bit and everything. So I was like, okay. And I was just trying to like, I was trying to go sit down and everything it's just trying to come to you i was like okay i was like okay he's taking this a bit too far and i was like not only a bit too far but i'm like this is kind of getting a little crazy and out of hand and i was like i think something's something's not right and i then i kept saying i was like no he wouldn't do that on purpose i was like he wouldn't do it on purpose he keeps apologizing to me maybe he's laughing because he thinks he realizes that he slipped up and i was just trying to like i was trying to make sense of it all and at the same time it's like when something like that hits you all at once it's like, like, you don't know what to think or how to feel. And it, it all happened so quickly. So it's just, I guess I was just kind of like right in that moment. I was just like in my head, just trying to figure it all out. And then he's like, it's okay. It's, it's, it's okay. He's like, it's fine. He's like, here, you just, just come hit me. You hit me. And I was like, I don't want to hit him. And then it's like, he's like, here, just, just come swing at me, swing at me. So it's like, um, and so I, I took a swing at him because that's what he told me to do. But the next thing I know, it's like, right after that happened, he hits me in my right eye. And then after he did that, I was just like, I 
I was like in shock. I was like, he literally hit me again. And I was like, this is unbelievable. So then I stop, I get up, I start moving my hands around. I was like, no, no, no. I was like, stop. And so the second I start to do that, I'm like, wave my hands in front of me. He socked me right in the mouth. And then after that, he socked me in the mouth. I remember falling backwards and I hit my head really hard on his table. And then I got up and then all of a sudden I just felt like wetness, like coming from my mouth. And then I just see like a stream of blood just coming from my lip. And I hold my mouth and he looks at me and goes, oh my God, he's like, you're bleeding, you're bleeding. And then he starts freaking out and he just, he grabs me and he runs me over to the sink and he just starts washing out my mouth and I look in the mirror and I'm like, I just have this busted lip and this blood's just like draining out. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm like, oh my God. And he just kept, seemed like he just felt so bad and so sorry about what happened. And then like, he's just sitting there holding me. I'm still in shock over what's going on. And I'm like, what in the world? Like, what in the world? And of course, months later, I ended up finding out from my victim's advocate that what he was doing was, and she had showed me like this chart of like abuse and everything and stuff at the different levels. And um, that was actually what he was doing. Was It was a power and control move over me. And she said one of the ways that they get people and it's like is um, saying that they're going to teach them and show them how to fight or something. And they would ensue like, I guess like, some kind of like physical altercation or fight and they would find a way to justify that as to like as like a game as like playing a game or, or something and, it, and that made a lot of sense to me like months later down the line like when I really thought about that and everything and I was like that's when I thought I was like he knew exactly what he was doing the whole time and um it was basically like an excuse for him just to put his hands on me and I um, and it's just, it's, I try not to blame myself for it so much, but it's, it's, it, it's, it's hard. It's like, especially if you haven't been in that situation, um, it's a lot harder to get out of a situation than a lot of people try to make it out to be. And it's like, because I had some people tell me, they were like, well, as soon as things happen, you should have just, it was mostly women, other women. I would have to say, which it's it surprised me in a way, but it didn't, that women were a lot worse and treated me a lot horribly. Um, actually, I didn't have any guys treat me badly over it. They actually believed me. And a lot of them told me, they said, because that they were male themselves, they just know the behavior and patterns of other men and how they can be. So it's like, and some of them, actually worked with him or knew him or worked with him before or just knew him in general so it's like they believed everything I said because it just made perfect sense to them and and then they said of course the, the pattern with the behaviors and everything but it's like uh, like I said I had nowhere to go I just moved back to San Diego I was just trying to get settled into a new job and it's like I this is someone who has been a part of my life my family's life for so many years it's like what do you do? How do you handle the situation? <laughs> and because it was just, I, it, it was, I just felt like I was in deep shit and there was nothing I can do. I, I can really do get myself out of it, but it's, um, but yeah. So then he just, he cuddled with me on a couch. He just held me for a while. And we both like fell asleep on a couch for a while. And then we both woke up and then he was checking on me, making sure I was okay, and he kept apologizing and stuff again. And then I was like, okay, at that point, I just took it. I was like, I was like, okay, he didn't mean it. He just got out of hand. I was like, 
it's I kept coming up with more excuses for him. And then we ended up started he started kissing me and then one thing led to another and then he took me to his bedroom and then um that's when things escalated. I got to a point where I said I just I'm tapped out, I wanna go to bed, I'm tired and he was basically like, no, you're not going anywhere. <laughs> and I was like, no, I'm I'm done. I'm tired. I need some sleep and some rest. And then he starts to get more aggressive. He became more and more aggressive and then um, demanded that I come back to his room. Like I told him, I was like, I need to get some water. I need to go rest. He's like, you come right back here, like right back here. And his tone just changed. It started to get a little bit more volatile. And, um, and then it's like, I, it, it was, he pulled me into his bed and then just was trying to make all these demands and everything. I was like, no, I'm like this, I'm like, no, I'm done. I'm done. It's going to stop. I'm like, I'm no, I'm like, I'm, I'm not having sex with you. I'm going, I'm going to sleep. I'm going to go to bed. I need to get up for work. It's, it's not happening. Just started to get forceful with me and then I told him to stop and he just kept yelling at me just kept yelling at me and just saying some awful things and then um the next thing I know I was like I hit him I like I bit him and kept slapping him and then I eventually broke away from him and I, after just telling him no and just tell him to stop and then we just started screaming and yelling at each other and everything and I just couldn't get over like what was going on and he starts just getting like really, really, just got really scary, just even more scary. And I remember just backed up against his wall in his bedroom and he was in his bed. And I just remember just yelling and screaming and just trying to get out of his room, just like trying to make a run for it. And then all of a sudden I just heard this laughter, loud laughter, like rolling laughter outside of his window. And what it was, the way his apartment was set up, it's like he had a courtyard on the outside of it. And I completely forgot that a lot of times he would sleep with his windows open because it would get hot in his bedroom. And so a bunch of neighbors, usually on the weekends, they would be outside, like they would be outside, like barbecuing and everything in the courtyard. And so apparently the windows are open. And so they're hearing this entire altercation go on. And I was mortified because the fact that they could hear everything, not number one, because they heard what was going on. So I heard it slammed his window shut. But number two is the fact that I was like, they completely thought that was funny. I was like, for someone to overhear all that just th that just happened, I can't believe they thought that was funny. And then so I just took the opportunity and I bolted out of his room. And that's when I left out of his room and I went on his, ran on to his couch and I was just in freak out mode. I couldn't believe what happened. And then I just started crying and I was like, what do I do? What do I do? I was like, I'm scared. I, I, I'm, I was freaked out. I was petrified. And then the next thing I know, he just came back into the living room and he came and sat next to me and I just like pretty much froze. And then he sat next to me and he looked at me. And the next thing I know, he says to me, he says, you raped me. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just gonna circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.